Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to the last kind of funny games cast of this blessed year 2021 Never. as always i'm tim gettys joined by the nitro <laughs> rifle andy cortez there's no more video games tim <laughs> they're the over yeah. oh no that's so sad how does that make you feel mr 30 under 30 blessing at aoe jr uh it makes me sad man because i was looking forward to video games happening in february but apparently they're over now so i guess Sorry, we're bless. packing it up go home everybody hate to bust hate to burst and bust your bubble bless. every every year on gamescast at the beginning of the year we usually have an episode with like a host and that host ends up leaving who's that going to be next year we're like a month away now yeah, oh, it's gonna be Tim? taking a year off it's gonna be me it's gonna oh, be me no. i'm over i'm this whole thing eddie oh. brings up a good point there's no games to talk about i'm not here i don't <laughs> want to do it. uh but point. you know if we're gonna celebrate the end of video games there's only one man that can bring the right level of hype and that man of course is the one and only snowbike mike hey thanks tim and if video games are done tomorrow guess what i'm happy i ended with the metal gear solid franchise some say 10 out of 10 video games is blessing. And I would say, you know, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. It's hard, it's hard to rank four 10 out of 10 video games. <laughs> Soon to be five 10 out of 10 video games once you play the next one. God, I'm so excited. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast where every single week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get it on YouTube or RoosterTeeth.com, but you could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free if you want to watch live as we're recording it and if you want the exclusive post show you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like who do we got here pranksy tyler ross delaney twinning julian the gluten-free gamer alex j sandoval james hastings casey andrew and greg miller returns to content next month nick should quit now you are the best around. If you don't have money to toss away, that's fine. You can use the Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support Kind of Funny. Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out this Friday on Epic Game Store. So, hey, if you're going to buy it there, use our code. Kind of funny. And then come over to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games where Andy Cortez is going to play it on PC for the first time. That's so exciting. I just, I, yeah. Nothing better than replaying an old game that you played already like with a fresh coat of paint, Tim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope that every ray will be traced in your honor, Andy. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's. See. I don't even know if it has. Ray I don't even know if it does. DLSS. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. have something for yeah. sure. Shout out to Ray J. Yeah. Shout out to Ray J. Today we're brought to you by Upstart Native and Green Chef. I wish there was a better transition there. Bless just there for isn't. you. Fuck it. Let's give a shout out to Raycon as well. Shout why? Out to why not? Oh, you know what I mean? They're not sponsoring us today, but who cares? Uh, Wait, no, I, Tim, do you not know the joke that ray tracing was made by Ray? No, he was there. Oh yeah. Oh okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's layers to this shit, but it's all good. (laughs) Layers to this show as well. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. Uh, The main big topic of the day is going to be Blessings Game Award Adventures. We sent him down there. I can't wait to hear all about it. We're also going to take a look back at our predictions of all the award winners and who out of the three of us, Andy, Bless, and me, won. 
who got the most right, who got the most wrong. We'll have to wait and find out because I want to talk about some games first with these beautiful boys. Andy Cortez, some new Halo playlists dropped. Tell me all about them. Yeah, we got new Halo playlists ahead of schedule. They kind of went into overdrive and understood a lot of the issues that people were having with multiplayer. Um, I don't think everything is fixed yet, but I am super thankful that the 343 team is uh, seemingly, you know, working their asses off and still trying to put new content out there. Um, so new Halo, new playlist dropped. One of the biggest issues, Tim, is everybody loves getting these challenges. Everybody loves trying to achieve and get these challenges done so that they could rank up in their battle pass and unlock more gear. And uh, one of the bigger problems is that you might have a challenge that says, you know, kill this many people in Slayer. And the unfortunate thing is that you would play your little playlist and you may not get a Slayer game for about seven games or eight games in my case the other day when we played rank um, with Snowbike Mike and the crew. And that was uh, that was not a great experience. So um, there is now a social Slayer playlist where you just get all Slayer matches um, on, on different sort of maps so you can get that Slayer experience if you, if you prefer that. They also added Tactical Slayer, which is SWAT, which we know as SWAT. Why don't and they also, just call it SWAT? Um, I got to say, you know, legal, legal terms, Tim. Splitgate owns it now. Um, my wow. problem with it is I think Splitgate does SWAT better, and I did not expect to feel that way. I loved SWAT back in the day, and man, it was a camp fest. Me and Mike played a bit of it yesterday, and it straight up became just... It, I was playing Valorant. I was playing like a Rainbow Six Siege shooter where your people are just camping on opposite ends, trying to peek corners and you see a little tiny head pop up and you you don't even see a pixel of them, Tim. They're just peeking at the right corner. It became very stale, very fast. And I hope that there are newer maps added in the future that can kind of enhance the experience to make it more fast paced. The thing about Splitgate with SWAT, Tim, it's like you're flying across all these portals and Getting midair headshots, it's a much funner time, in my opinion. Um, they also can you, added... Can you uh, explain what SWAT is, if in case people might not know? Because I know a lot of people are new to, to right. Halo multiplayer with this one. SWAT is a uh, type of Slayer mode where it's, it's all kills. You start off with a battle rifle. There are no shields, and there's no radar. No shields meaning you get one headshot, the person's dead. There are no... you don't. There's no real long time to kill. The TTK isn't there. It's just one headshot, they're done for. Uh, and it's a it's a game mode that a lot of us really adore. And it just kind of felt a little stale and slow uh, playing it yesterday, unfortunately. Uh, Mike had a not so great experience on one of the bigger maps. Mike, do you yeah. want to talk about uh, that? Yeah, I'll talk about that. I think that comes down to maps. And I think that's one of the big frustrations that we see with Halo Infinite Multiplayers. There is only 10 maps. Five of them are truly dedicated to the smaller size. Two of them are just in random limbo, and then the three are for the big team battles. And I think really what's going on is there's a lot of game modes that they're trying that don't fit the map well. And for us, when you're playing SWAT, you want a smaller map, something that encourages people to move and kind of run around and have some fun with it. We got stuck on Behemoth into launch sites, into Bazaar, and all of a sudden, it was just too big, right? That's not how these game modes are supposed to be. And also, launch site and Bazaar... It's just a weird map. Truly the, the black sheep yeah. of the family. Mike. Yeah, they, <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't know what they're doing with these two maps. They're not built for 4v4. They're just a little too big for that kind of gameplay. And they're too small for 12v12. And there's just lost here. Are, those, so, are, are one of those the big, like, capture the flag? Uh, there's two launchers on each side of the, the like, 
Yes. Corner. So you're thinking of Behemoth, the big behemoth. sand map. Yep. No, Behemoth is the one with the sand. The other one you're thinking of, Bless, I think has a has the more forest sort of type looking one. Yeah, it's the one like it has a it has a structure built kind of in the middle on the way yes. to the other flag, and then people, you can either go under or you can launch yourself to the sides and then right. launch no, yourself he, again. It's a, like over to the other side. I mean, no, no, he's right with you, Mike. Yeah, he's right. Okay, he's thinking behemoth. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's just I think it comes down to maps, and a lot of these game modes don't fit the map blend well. Uh, Tactical SWAT is definitely meant for more of the four v four maps. If you put us on Aquarius, that would have been a great one. If you put us on Recharge, that would have been a great one. Live Fire, that those are the maps that you want to see. But then the issue becomes. Now there's only three maps that fit this game mode and you're going to play them over and over again. And so this team right now at 343 really has a big balancing act and a juggling act, in my opinion, to try to figure out how they implement new game modes and keep things fresh and fun and also find a good balance. But at the same time, we only have 10 maps and only a few of them are truly being played. And so when is the next step? What do they do? And it it is pretty interesting to see the frustrations come out of me when I thought this would be the one to really elevate the gameplay there. Mm-hmm. Mike, it also didn't help that your KD wasn't great. I don't want to call you out, Mike. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need you to step it up a little tiny bit. My, my KD was not strong, is right, guys. And that, <laughs> that's an issue. But I am having a ton of fun. I, I'm still, I don't want to say a ton of fun because I am hitting the mode where I've played all these maps too many times and I am looking for something more. But, you know, ranked keeps me coming back, which is good. And big team keeps me coming back. I think they need to add some more game modes like One Bomb Assault. I think they need to put in Fiesta or uh, Infection into one of the just, hey, here's a week-long game mode, right? I know they're not trying to overdo it, but also there are some really tried and true formulas that they have not put in, which is surprising to think about. Yeah, yeah, I ended the, up looking up uh, Behemoth and Launch Site, and yeah, those are the two that I'm I'm right there with you when you talk about those as mm-hmm. the black sheep, right? I do not like those, those maps at all. Uh, and it's that exact thing of those maps are too big, and then even for, I believe Launch Site is the one that has one capture, right? Where it is one flag, flag. and you take turns to uh, try and capture that one flag, which feels like it belongs a little bit more in Overwatch than in Halo, or at least I wish it was better implemented in Halo, because like playing it on that map just isn't fun. And I've, I've, I, I've not hit a wall with Halo Infinite, but I think I've hit the point where I'm not as addicted to it anymore. I still plan to go back to it. I just started a campaign for the first time this last week, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed the the couple hours that I put in the campaign already. Um, but I think from what I've played a campaign so far, I think I do prefer the multiplayer. And with the multiplayer, I, I think I have hit my wall in terms of I need more content for this thing. I'm excited that they added back in Fiesta and the other modes. And I think I am going to go back, want uh, to try out SWAT. Uh, and then also to play Fiesta again, because Fiesta, I think, is just a fantastic time. That has been my favorite mode in multiplayer so far. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I'm with you that I, I, I want them to start adding things in a, in, a, in a faster cadence. I think specifically maps is what, what the game needs right now. I, I real, real quick, a... I just want to say, oh, Jesus brought Moose in. He just got a haircut, and they gave him a little bow tie. Oh, my, looked, God. oh my God. That dog looks uh, good. You know Audio listeners, you don't know what that's, you're missing out on right now. Yeah, that's a good-looking dog. That's Cecil's um, thing, though. He can have a formal tie. No, I like I like the tie. I like, <laughs> I like the tie. Um, I, I, my gosh, launch site. I, I cannot hate this map enough, Mike. I, there was a night where, um, because of people's frustrations trying to level up their battle pass, and how shallow the battle pass already is, mm-hmm. the amount of time I was just wanting to play for fun. I didn't really have a reason to level up. I, I just kind of wanted to hop in. I didn't have a, a big goal in mind necessarily. 
but I spawned into three straight games of one capture on launch site because when other people quit, you usually sort of fill that void. And there were three straight games where I am I'm I'm starting in a game that's already begun, that's already 30 seconds in or two rounds in or a round in. And it was one of the most frustrating things ever in Halo so far, multiplayer. Where it, it, nobody wants to play this mode. Nobody wants to play this map. Nobody wants to play this mode on this map, more importantly. <laughs> and I just kept Damn. on spawning into the games that, that were already going. And it was it was kind of unfortunate. Um, but, I mean, I look, I, you got to give it a 343. I do think that they are f- working diligently to try to fix a lot of these issues um, in hopes to keep the player base happy. Um, and I think right now they are needing to... Right now, we kind of see them prioritizing certain issues. And right now, I think the battle pass and the monetization and the shop are kind of the bigger things that they are targeting to make that a better experience. They already, in some ways, put a Band-Aid on getting XP and making that a more favorable experience. So that's great. Now it's just more of, let's see the content start to roll out a bit more. Let's start to see. I, I want shoddy snipers. I love that mode. I want to see... Um, there's apparently a new Slayer mode that has already been data mined uh, that is elimination uh, elimination where you your whole team has a set number of lives oh, i love that and Uh-oh. it runs out and y'all if, don't want if, me to play with you then <laughs> i love that if your team has a set number of lives and and then you're done for if you die then you're out for a good you know and then the rest of your team kind of has to pick up the slack um i love modes like that i love sort of that added amount of tension so i i hope to to continue seeing, you know, more and more additions to Halo multiplayer because I still love it. I still hop in every night. It's one reason why I haven't been playing the campaign because I just, I mean, I got an hour and a half. Do I really want to, is that really enough to start a campaign, to put time into a campaign? I could just play a couple multiplayer matches and be done with it. Yeah, I'm glad that you're saying all that. And I, I totally agree. It's, I think there's a bigger discussion to be had about these multiplayer games and when we have the discussion of content and really when it comes down to is maps, because that's what you're playing the most of. And when you look back on, you know, the life cycle of this, this has been six years in the making and yeah, they haven't done all six years just for development, but six years and only 10 maps and five of them are truly arena maps, right? That's a big question there. And usually games of this kind of caliber will kind of put a bandaid on that situation and put on like older remastered maps, right? To be like, Hey, here's five maps to add to that 10 but like they're old maps and you kind of like, eh, I don't like that, but like, I like that, you know, here it's like, man, was 10 maps enough. And in my opinion, it was not. And so it is interesting. That's a bigger discussion one day to have of like, what do you need to launch with in 2021 content wise to keep the player base here? Because we're almost heading into the week number five of Halo Infinite since the multiplayer dropped early. And I think it's, it's run its course now of content and we need to see more of it pretty quick here. That's really surprising to me you say that because 10 maps sounds like a sizable amount for any game, but specifically a, a Halo game. That seems right in range. And I, I get that 2021 is a, a difference from 2001. But mm-hmm. um, how, much, how many more do you think you'd, you would kind of want to, to, to fit into that? I think you need to add five as soon as possible. I would think you would need at least one big team map and then anywhere from three to four smaller arena maps. And if they are remasters of old maps you think of some of the classic ones that you love midship lockout beaver creek and beyond right i think you could really answer quickly and add those in and kind of just keep the content flowing here but 
in all honesty, I, when you say 10, you think it's a large number, but really when I break it down for you, like I did, it's only five arena maps mm. and there's two in the middle that we don't know what they're doing. Cause they, they don't, don't know what to do with right. it. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't even know what they're doing with it. It's not, I don't know what they're doing. It's they seem to not know what they're doing with it. And then there's three big team maps. And so you only have five that you're actually playing in rotation unless you go to big team and that's only three. And then there's two in the middle that just don't feel right. You know, what's the, what's the one with the big kind of gunner in the middle, Mike, that goes off Mm. whenever you do that. That's like probably my least map. That's my least favorite. It but it is kind of one of those mid-sized ones. In my opinion, it does kind of feel like one of those mid-sized maps that doesn't really have a footing or a place in the game. And I, I got to hope and assume that they are aware of that because they've got analytics and data on all of these and they've got to see which are the maps that people are quitting the most on and the modes that people are quitting the most on. And you got to assume it's that one with the big gunner and launch site. I just don't think they fit this mode. Perhaps we do like a 6v6 sort of thing in a similar way where when Fortnite would sometimes do its limited time games where it's a, 20 v 20 v 20 or whatever i i, I could see a, a a time where they release a 6 v 6 slayer mode on one of those sort of mid-sized maps where it isn't a 4 v 4 and you're sort of spread out but it's also not trying to pack in 12 v 12 in such a tight area hmm. yeah very very interesting stuff still uh, loving spe- it though <laughs> speaking of fortnite though moving on to that andy you played a little bit of the new chapter I played a, I played a tiny bit not as much as mike and kevin so mm. i don't have a whole lot to say on it other than I, it, I I really dig the map. I feel like not only it, it sort of reminds me of Halo where we start playing the multiplayer, where we go, man, this feels like an old school Halo game. And then sort of seeing the the echoes of everybody else on social media saying, God damn, this reminds me of season one of Fortnite. This reminds me of the old school like season one uh, episode or chapter or whatever the hell they're calling it. Chapter four, chapter three. Those sort of moments where all of us were really, really getting into the uh, the Fortnite meta, it feels really good to play. I love the added ADS, Mike. I think that's like oh. it feels great. The slide is has been added, Tim. You can slide in the game now. You're not just kind of running around and jumping. The the slide maneuver uh, feels really good to do. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. I think maybe if Kevin and Joey need a, a fourth or a third or whatever, I'm down to hop in now. But I feel a lot more willing to play Fortnite than I did in the past. And I think a lot of it is due to the map, the mechanics. Um, and yeah, I, I'd say that's about it. it. It seems really excited to be in right now. Spider-Man seems great. Mike, have you used Spider-Man yet? I've used the spider gauntlets and I really, really love what they added with that. It just seems like a, a half second to a millisecond too slow on when you try to click the trigger and actually use it. It seems like you click it and then you wait a second and then he shoots it. I'd like that to be a little sped up, but yeah, Andy, you're so right. I'm having a lot of fun returning to Fortnite. I like that we have a new map, right? And what I really enjoy as a former Fortnite player now doesn't play Fortnite but wants to jump back in, I love what they've done. And I know we've had this discussion before about adding bots into the game and having real players mixed with that and making sure your MMR is at the correct level, right? When I play with Joey and Kevin and the kind of funny crew here, it feels right right like i like the mix of what we're feeling like people on my level people just a little above my level and then there's bots mixed in between that makes you feel good get some engagements under your belt and gets you kind of steamrolling into the final circle when i play with my friends though it is a different story we are (laughs) playing against 
kids that are cracked out of their minds and it's demoralizing, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, wow, this is what Fortnite can be, should be, right? Because that's what it looks like at the high level. But it beats you down where you're like, I don't want to play mm-hmm. that. But I think they've done a really good job as opposed to Call of Duty, right? On the flip side, when you jump into the war zone, there is no really like kind of skill gap there where you can f- truly feel true different two different lobbies. When you jump into war zone, you're playing with the ultimate sweats and you're either going to battle it or you're going to lose, right? And then on the flip side, Fortnite has done a great job of like, hey, have you not played in months, years? Jump in, you're going to find people of very similar skill and you're going to have some fun, win or lose. And so I got to give it to Fortnite of like really being welcoming in a situation like that where this game has gone on for years and there is truly the diehards and there's people that just jump in as casuals. And I, that's what I really like about it the most right now. Kev, can you pop on a little mini Kev there? Give your yeah. thoughts on uh, playing some Fortnite? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I had taken a break from playing last season. Uh, it was the last uh, chapter of it. And I, I played maybe like a, I don't know, just a couple days and stopped. It felt stale and old. They added a bunch of like features that had compiled on top of each other, uh, and uh, it wasn't doing it for for us. Um, and then this season came around, and man, like changing up the map to the extent that they have, because they always change up just a couple areas, but now it, it almost feels like an entirely different map. And I guess it's like the flip side of it. So there's some areas that kind of make sense or are similar to the areas we've seen before. It's just been a lot of fun i i like all the stuff they've added the um aim down sights is not very popular with anyone that i play with but like i personally like it because it gives me an in-between uh like like i'm not using a sniper where that's way closer really slow shots but the the <clears throat> the aim down sights uh gun that we have is a cool way to be like hey that person like 30 feet away i can aim down sights and like kind of hold into the right place to actually do some damage without needing the time the sniper takes. So that's been a really fun thing. Also, the like Mike was saying, the uh, sliding traversal um, addition has been phenomenal. It like makes things way smoother and quicker. And like that's hopefully something that uh, stays along. They also added uh, some crazy, like the tents, which we haven't really used, uh, but like, there's a lot of potential there if you're just a little bit better than we are in like planning because what you can do with these tents is you you can grab a tent make it yours and then put stuff in it and then close it and if you die in the next game you claim a tent it'll have the stuff that you put in there already which is really cool and if you've got a lot of really good gear and time to to prep it can be really really helpful um but like we're still moment to moment right now and uh, me and Joey have, have definitely gotten back in. We're not, it's not every night, but it's like every two to three nights uh, or two to three nights a week. Um, and like, we're, we're playing for several hours and we've been playing on stream as well a couple times. And that's been incredibly fun. Remember you use Coe's Epic, uh, no, wait, what is it? <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, I think kind of funny. funny. <laughs> Which is surreal to put in our own, uh, branding on that code. Um, I'm terrified to see what the really good lobbies look like with the sliding mechanic added to not dude, only the I mean, crazy building abilities, but having that added in has got to be a goddamn nightmare. I, the the real problem is like when when you get really high level, like because uh, two seasons or two chapters ago, we got to like I think Joey was uh, like level 140 and I was like level 
130 and it maxed out at 160 or something um because we were playing a lot and when you get like that high level like it really suddenly becomes about the building and everyone you're fighting at the end like because right now it's hit or miss whether the last like last three people or three groups up there are going to be builders but um yeah man once once it starts getting like more narrowed down and you're not fighting with a bunch of people that have just started for the first time or have you know are d- jumping in for the season and don't really know the mechanics super well the building just gets insane like we've already had instances where we're like or, or um you just turn off the computer <laughs> just turn yeah off we're just like well there's nothing i can do there's nothing this, i can do yeah. every once in a while we'll have a lauren uh come help us and she's a great builder so like she can hold it down for a minute we just stand there and watch <laughs> i we love that you all and, and just take down the other buildings and like we're scared i love that y'all uh, have played for this long and like there's we hasn't do been it. a whole lot of development in your skills <laughs> not, exactly like, we're gonna build we've years. gotten a lot better at shooting though you know? <laughs> they got Baby a builder steps. they found yeah. one yeah Baby exactly um, yeah so like it's interesting because we uh maybe two days ago joey and i maybe it was yesterday joey and i were playing a game and it was me, uh duos me and her and one other dude and he had fucking spider web, Spider-Man arms or whatever, like the gauntlets. And that son of a bitch was swinging around. It was just like, oh, man, I wish we could build. <laughs> we can't. Nope. So we just had to like, we like he just took us, like picked us off one at a time. It oh, sucked. God. Yeah, we tried our hardest. He was so fast. So, yeah, like the, the movement <laughs> mechanics do really come into play, like w- especially when you're down there to last like couple people. Ah. <sighs> They just just take some extra time, faster. you know. Crank them soggy nineties, you know. Oh, I, I, I see 90s. Mike do it sometimes. He's just mashing buttons. Yeah, I'm <laughs> mashing buttons. I'm that yeah. builder pro. Making it look good though. Shout out to Fortnite for really growing and evolving over the years, right? Like you think back, it's just like, man, they've done a lot to that game. And the cool part is, if you don't play it much, jumping in and seeing all the different characters, skins, and emotes, it's like it's truly a wow factor to be like, oh man, that's Deadpool next to Superman. There's Spider Man. I'm Master Chief over here. Like, this is crazy right now, and it's a fun time. And it's also obvious that they they don't always 100% nail it, but I love, I, I mean, I, I love a good underdog story, you know, Epic. They're just such a small company. <laughs> to see them on the upswing is great. No, but I, I, I do like that every once in a while a game will do so poorly in terms of um, user engagement and in terms of approval from the regular players that are always on there every night. And you start to see that fall off and you start to see people grow, uh, their frustrations grow. And then to kind of understand, listen to feedback and change things around, like they're not always going to nail it with what they add to the game. Um, I know people didn't always love the mech that they added a couple of seasons ago or the airplanes. Like there's always wacky shit that they're trying out. But I do like that they will listen to feedback and try to adjust things in the game in order to make the player base happy. And it seems like right now, this is one of those times where a lot of the regulars that had fallen off over the years are kind of finally starting to trickle back in and say, oh, shit, this is actually fun again. This feels like the old days. Uh, So it's pretty neat. Andy, uh, I've been reading a lot about Unreal Engine 5 that Fortnite is making the switch. Has that happened with this or is that still down the line? I thought I thought Unreal. I thought it made the switch already. Um, Does wow. that has that affected your experience at all? I don't know. I, I can't really say honestly. It looks the same to me. I haven't seen a whole lot of differences. But I'm also the the game for some reason runs like 
runs like garbage on my machine, and I don't know why. Like, I have DLSS all the way on. Uh, yeah, on my PC. It makes no sense, because, like, every other game, I can get, you know, plus 144 hertz and up, uh, frames per second and up. For whatever reason, I, I'll i get, like, 140 frames, and I get massive drops to, like, noticeable hitches to the point where it's noticeable sort of stutters here and there. And I'm not entirely sure why I've tried to do... I've done everything in the book in terms of updating updating drivers, going to certain settings. So I really need to get to the bottom of it because it's really frustrating. Um, and I, I hope to get that issue fixed. Moving on from Fortnite, unless Kev, did you have one more thing to say? No, I'm good. Moving on. Bless. Damn. You are a lucky bastard. You got to play Sifu. I did. Oh, I did. Uh, I yeah, I got to play a, a preview build of Sifu. It was a very short build, but we, I got to play it multiple times, and so I played it through twice. Uh, and it's about a twenty-five minute chunk of the game uh, in Chapter Two. It's the first half of Chapter Two, and that game seems really good. And I think that game is good. I, I think it's going to be something special when it eventually comes out. I, it right now, slated for February eighth. Uh, the I don't even know where to start with it. You know, I think the my main takeaways are how good the combat feels and how good the game looks and presents. Uh, starting with the combat, right? Like for people who've seen the trailer, I think it is it is what you see, it is what you expect. It is a beat 'em up style game, action, third person action. You're going through, you're kicking ass, you're throwing hands, you're doing all that stuff. And the animation in the combat is as good as it looks in the trailers, which isn't completely surprising because it's slow clap and they did Absolver back in 2017. And Absolver is a game that I played, right? It's a similar uh, third-person action game, similar martial arts style. Um, Has a very stylized presentation to it as well. But I think Sifu, from what I've played so far, has elevated all of those elements in Absolver. And if you remember, it was Absolver, right? It was multiplayer as well. And them switching to single player for Sifu, I think has done so much for the game just in terms of tightening things up and uh, uh, giving it the TLC that it needs to feel like something and play like something that feels like a special like single player action game. And so like when you start off uh, in chapter two, you start off in the club that I believe people have seen in the trailers. Uh, you're like on your way walking into the club and like on in that path leading up, you like come across like you know a dude who's like leaning outside and he's like they're not gonna let you in there right and you get you get to the door and there's like a bouncer you have to fight the bouncer to get in it's like a quick quick fight like you would get in a beat 'em up game but like from the get go presentation wise it was already like there's like neon signs and like the 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 way that like the the lights shine in the alley and all this stuff just looked really good off off the bat and then you get in and that stuff continues like it continues to look really good really colorful really vibrant just in the ways that they, they decide to like make certain colors pop um both in the lighting and in the environment itself uh looks really good the the uh talking about combat again for a second right like the the combat system feels to me like a almost like a finding game adjacent style uh, combat system where it is stringing together combos. It is when you open up your menu, you see your control scheme, uh, like your, your fighting options similar to a fighting game, right? Where it is, here's your light combo, here's your heavy combo, here's your heavy, heavy, light, heavy combo. Here's, if you press up, down, uh, uh, triangle, it is like a sweep move that you can do to take down opponents. If you press up, down, um, uh, square, it's like a, like a palm hit uh, on your opponent, right? It's like that level of, um control for the the combat which i really like because that ge- that gave me options and for a for for a game that 
in its combat feels very difficult in a lot of moments because you're dying a lot in this game. They give you enough options to feel like it. I I always felt like, oh man, I could have done something better in any moment where I died, where I was like, cool, I can I could have managed the space better. Oh man, I know I'm fighting five people at the same time. I need to figure out how to take one at a time and isolate them, or I need to know how to manage the room because like as 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 well as like the 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 fighting combo options you have, you also have like environmental stuff that you can pick up. You know, much like a double dragon or whatever beat 'em up game you uh, you've played, you can cool. pick up shit on the ground like a staff or like a sword or whatever to use to beat people's asses. Um, or you can like, there's a command to like kick shit at people, and so like if you see a bottle on the ground or if you see like a small stool or something, you can press right bumper and it'll just like kick it right toward the opponent, and like that stuns them. Um, and it makes it feel like what like a john wick adjacent game except john wick uses guns right and this is all your fists like it, it feels like that where you're kind of managing it in that way and it's it i just had such a good time uh, uh with this demo uh and I'll, one more thing i want to shout out right is like the the aging system as well which i'm sure you guys have seen in the trailers where each time you die you age up and so the first time i died in the game i died i died and um i was already 20 years old i aged up to 21 and then the second time I died, I aged up to 23. And then the third time I aged up to 26. And that goes. And when I was playing, it hit all the way up till to, to 70. And I think that was like that was possibly the last, uh, like my last life. If I died at 70, I think I, I died for good and I had to restart the run. Um I it, it's a really cool mechanic because not only does it show on your character physically that they're getting older, it also will um in some instances lower your health but then raise your damage because your character is getting older so their body's deteriorating but then also i think they're getting wiser in their fighting and like they, they they like they just become a better fighter so your damage goes up because of that and so there's kind of like this give and take of oh man i gotta stay i gotta stay alive but as i'm dying i'm getting benefits at the same time and the way i play kind of changes based on all right i'm old so i need to be really careful now like it's hmm. come down to the wire i need to be really careful but i, I need to make sure i choose my my strikes correctly because i can do damage that that system seemed really cool and i can't wait to see where it goes andy um were you able to replay the demo at all because i wonder how encountering I, I i think in that demo there's sort of a boss character um maybe a mini boss of some sort but I wonder how that changes what depending on age or whether there's any like contextual dialogue based on what age you are. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're going that far with it, because I do love the idea that Absolver is th this fighting game that you really love. And now this is sort of their this is their time to sort of widen that scope and say, like, mm -hmm. let's make this game a bigger, better version of that. Like, I wonder if they do have any sort of those cool Easter eggy type moments in the game. So I played through twice, um, and I got to the final boss each of those times. First times I beat the, first time I beat the final boss. Second time I lost to the final boss, um, and I like I, and I lost at my final age. So I just I, I got a game over there. They I didn't really get any sort of like, oh who's this seventy year old man or oh man like you look so old. But I did get a lot of oh he's back up like after I die and then I do the thing where I age up and I get back up again. They're like oh he's what the fuck's happening? And there was a lot of like. There was a lot of dialogue where I didn't expect dialogue to be. When I first entered in the club, the one of the things that, uh, like, there was a receptionist that was standing there, right? None of this is in cutscene. All of this is me walking around and all of it happening in real time. Where I walk in and they're like, oh, the club is closed. You can't come in here. And I'm standing there like, um, like all right, what do I want to do? And they, there's like a, uh, on the D-pad options, they have like a dialogue thing that pops up where I can say, uh, uh, where's this person? Or I can like... I, there was like another option I can't remember off the off the top, or I can just like ignore that and start beating people's asses. Um, <laughs> and like you know, the first time I I said something, 
and they're like what like you know like get out of here and then i started fighting and then another time i said a thing that then provoked the other person to then like start a fight with me uh or actually they didn't they, they actually they didn't even start a fight with me they told their buddies like the, the other guards in the room so like hey this guy's fucking around go get him and then i fought the guards um but i thought it was cool because like also not everybody in every environment is like trying to fight you not everybody is equipped to fight there are times mm. where I would enter a room and I would see a room full of people and I assumed that like one of them was going to fight me but like there were a few people that were just there to be there and so when I went like to try and square up with them I like would hit punch and then they're out in like one punch because they're not there to fight they're just at the club um and like it, when you get closer to somebody who's trying to fight they'll then activate right it's that video game bloodborne thing of like oh you're close enough all right like let's square up um you have you ho you have those moments that feel a little bit dynamic in that sense and you have like a lot of good dialogue that feels like it is it's happening in the moment it is linear right like like it is a thing where the second time i played the game it was exact same it was the exact same route and the exact same thing that happened the first time i played and so it felt very planned in terms of the dialogue that was happening in terms of the things that were that, that they were saying um that said there are also there also seem like there are moments where you can veer off the path and like there was a locked door that I came across in my playthrough where I, where it, it was locked and I was like, all right, how do I get in there? And even my character was like, all right, this is a locked door. How do I get in? And it seems like if I searched around enough, I could find a code or a key that would get me into that door. I don't know what would have been behind that door, if it would have been a different path or it would have been a clue to add to like my like my character kind of has like a um, like a string like trying to solve like who the fuck murdered my family type of shit uh he has he has that thing i, I don't know if you would have found a clue or like an upgrade or more yeah, xp in there or whatever but it seems like there's options to kind of explore around in that sense as well here's a here's well, an automatic weapon there's <laughs> no more fighting <laughs> <laughs> uh watching all the trailers the thing that i've been most excited about is the momentum the game seems to have and especially with the combat that you've been talking about that kind of seems to be the the core of it but I'm interested, how is the music and like, does it kind of like have a rhythm mm. and vibe that's like pushing you forward? And on top of that, in between the combat moments, when you're just walking to the next combat encounter, is the in between fun? And do you kind of feel like you're, you're constantly moving forward or is it kind of just a standstill to get to the next fight? So I'll start with that part. It, it I think it's all action in terms of when you're in the levels. Cause I believe like you can hop out the levels and it is like this, like, hub like you're in your apartment and it is i can go and i can like upgrade or i can uh, go into the practice area and practice my moves or i can jump to the next mission um when you're in the actual levels it's very beat em up game where the only thing you're really doing is is fighting like you're either fighting or you're exploring and looking around to see what you can pick up or what you can okay. like kind of glean from the world but for the most part it is fighting in terms of the music from the one level the music seems like it's going to be off the chain in this game. Hell that yeah. said, like I, it is a club level, and so like, um, of course, yeah. like the club level is going to have dope music. And like, there, are, when I open up the room to, go, or when I open up a door to go into a different room or a hallway, there are moments where it's like, cool. I can tell that the music is like muted a little bit because I'm outside of the the, the actual like club room, and so I'm hearing the same dope ass music, but it's like there's less trouble and there's more bass to it because I can only hear like the bass of the music now. Like it, it did that stuff well enough to where I was like all right, this seems like even in the other levels, I assume there's going to be great music. And so like, that's a good thing. And, um, diegetic sound, Mike, word of yeah. the day, diegetic, diegetic, everybody. Diagetic. Got the, it. the presentation of the game reminds me a lot of Katana Zero. Uh, even though Katana Zero is a 2D pixel art action what game. What a game. What a game. And it's, and it's a dope ass game. I think there's a level of like, 
like you know the vibes of katana zero flash yeah it's like flashy there's like a lot of neon colors it's it's stylistic the music is dope as hell and like i'm sure that game as well has moments where you walk into a room and like the music is like oh the trouble falls out and it's like all bass because they like because of where you are i got a lot of those vibes out of seafood which is the best thing i can say about it oh yeah i I can't wait zero yeah i I was already sold but you got me like looking at the calendar like damn february seems far away that's awesome we get to to be john wick dude (laughs) basically and to answer your question too about like the flow of it um the the thing that one of the things that impressed me the most was like hitting a character or a character hitting me and seeing how they reacted to getting hit. Like it'd be like I do a combo and and they would fall into like a wall or some shit, or they'd fall like into a couch and like their back would hit the, hit off the couch and they hit the ground. It seems like there was a lot of um, work and like a lot of TLC put into. All right, we gotta have an animation for everything. Like we gotta Hell make yeah. sure that like this thing flows and it feels right. And in the moment, you legitimately feel like you are Jackie Chan or you are in a martial arts movie of like, all right, cool. I got I got my bat. Hit this guy three times with my bat. Drop my bat. Kick a bottle at somebody. Okay, there's a guy that's about to get me. Let me you know do my five hit combo on this guy. And it all feels so like it all flows so well. It all feels uh, 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 like so well animated and all like it all just works in a way that looks really good. Um, and so I'm very, I'm very impressed with it by, uh, in, in that, in that stance. Speaking of being impressed, I want to ask Mike his thoughts on Metal Gear Solid. But before we get there, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Upstart. What would it feel like if you were finally free of high interest loans or credit card debt? Well, Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're looking to pay off credit cards, consolidate high interest debt, or fund some personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking at only your credit score, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny that's upstart.com slash kind of funny don't forget to use our url to let them know we sent you loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application that's upstart.com slash kind of funny next up shout out to native i love the smells of the season and thanks to native's new seasonal scents my favorites are with me wherever i go we're talking about deodorant a deodorant that gia tap harris uses all the time and it smells so so good native deodorant is formulated with ingredients you've actually heard of like coconut oil and shea butter native deodorant never uses aluminum parabens or sulfates but it still keeps you smelling amazingly fresh all day long with classics and rotating seasonals native has a deodorant scent for everyone including their new holiday inspired collection which includes candy cane sugar cookie and fresh mistletoe so there you go you can keep the scents of the season with you with native's limited time holiday scented deodorants go to nativedo.com slash kf games or use promo code kf games at checkout and get 20 percent off your first order that's n-a-t-i-v-e-d-e-o.com slash kf games or use promo code kf games at checkout for 20 percent off your first order native d-e-o.com slash kf games promo code kf games and finally shout out to green chef green chef is america's number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you not the other way around green chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces dressings and spices get you more chef curated flavor in less time green chef's wide array of easy to follow recipes means there's something new to discover each week so you never get bored plus they make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle whether you're keto paleo vegan vegetarian gluten-free or just looking to eat more balanced 
balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences, uh, including all of those things. And as the first ever and only keto meal kit on the market, Green Chef makes sticking to a carb conscious lifestyle easy. Uh, this has been something that a lot of members of the team have been enjoying, including Blessing and Kevin. Uh, and it's great. Go check it out. Go to greenchef.com slash kindoffunny10 and use code kindoffunny10 to get 10 free meals, including free shipping. That's 10 free meals, including free shipping at greenchef.com slash kindoffunny10 and using code kindoffunny10. Greenchef.com slash kindoffunny10. Use code kindoffunny10. Mike, minutes ago, before we started recording the Kind of Funny Games cast, you and Barrett Courtney beat Metal Gear Solid 4 for the very first time. I just want to ask you, where's your head at? You know, it's Tim, all it downhill a, from here, Mike. <laughs> I am impressed, Tim, as you said before the uh, ad break right there. I'm truly impressed with that franchise. I had so much fun going on this ride alongside Barrett and Tam and Blessing and the gang that joined us each and every week, right? This was something that I had only heard the name Hideo Kojima, and we talked about this before, right, of being an Xbox guy and not really ever playing Metal Gear or thinking about it. I've only heard the name, the legacy, right? And so going through one all the way through four, it has been an awesome ride. And where I am right now is I'm stunned. I'm in disbelief. I'm left wondering, just like Andy said, like, what's next, right? Where do I find that next Kojima high? Because that was awesome. That is the finale is what it felt like, right? I know there's five and so on, but like when we break up just one through four, that felt like a great way to end the series right there. That was a great way to end the story, to give me everything that I wanted. There was awesome parts of music that gave you callbacks to different games and also really great new beats that you're going to want to love for the rest of your time playing video games. I think of all the callbacks to the different characters and the different moments within there, the showdowns that we got to see between Raiden and Vamp Part 2 that you've always wanted, right? I think you think of where we were at the beginning of one to two to three. And then all of a sudden here we are with liquid snake now inside of Ocelot's body. And like, what could he really do next? And Kojima somehow tells a story and just makes it awesome. Like what more could they really do? Well, we found out he's controlling the system and the system really is everything. And that's awesome to see. And I loved my favorite part, Tim, that I keep saying is I loved that this story felt like it went around the globe. It truly felt like it was worldwide, like snake, had a purpose, he had a plan, and he had to go shut shit down. And it was cool to start off in the desert, then all of a sudden go to South South or South America, then all of a sudden go to Europe, and then all of a sudden we're in Shadow Moses and we're getting callbacks to that. Now all of a sudden we're in a whole nother location. And I really loved the globetrotting aspect because that's something we never got in one through three. So I like that Kojima really elevated this one. And it felt like a great finale. So me right now, I'm impressed, I'm stunned. And I'm a little worried of like, man, what's next? Because that might be one of the best video game franchises I've ever been a part of. And that was awesome. So I want to, I want to know your thoughts on a, a couple key moments that are some of my favorite gaming mm. memories, period. The return to Shadow Moses, the Rex versus Ray fight, oh. the, the microwave scene, and oh. that final battle, the, the fist fight between Liquid and Snake. Let me know your thoughts on all four of those. Let's talk with Shadow Moses, right? I talk about globe trotting. And that was the last place I ever thought we would return, right? Like that is wild to cut back to that. And then the way he cut in the flashbacks and the sounds and the looks of the first ever Metal Gear into that was really, really cool and super well done. And then you get into the Rex versus Ray fight, right? We just came hot 
off of an incredible showdown between Raiden and Vamp. We go through the corridors inside of Rex to get outside. Then the showdown with Ray was really, really cool and something that's never been done in the game franchise so far through one through four of like having a true Metal Gear fight where you're in control of one of the Metal Gears. That's never happened. And that was a really cool scene. And then the ending of that of like, oh, see ya, bro. I got other things to do. And he's like on the end of the pier. And you're like, oh my God, like this is going to continue. This is crazy. And then to the microwave scene of like, that was a big moment because it's funny, Blessing was with me right there. And I know Andy was watching, but like that whole sequence up to the microwave was insane, right? Like we just got done fighting, screaming uh, Mantis. Then all of a sudden we get the showdown of like, we see everybody, the whole team is now involved, right? Like the world is in peril. We're not going to make this happen. And it's the balance between Mei Ling out on the Navy ship and they're getting blasted by metal rays. And like, it's about to be shooting off. Then you get inside and you look at Meryl and Johnny and like they're having this weird love sequence, but also this really dope Mr. and Mrs. Smith action sequence of just shooting people and like hugging each other and making out doing the same thing. And then you flip on over and there's Raiden who's like, hey, I got you, bro. Like one last ride. Let's go. And now all of a sudden he's got lightning. He's holding the sword in his mouth. And then Snake <laughs> is fighting through microwaves about to explode from the inside. And he just makes it right. And like, that was the moment, right? Blows chunks at the end of it. <laughs> like he did it, right? And so, yeah, I mean, Tim, you and I talk about hype and I know the whole team loves hype and excitement, but like this dude figured out a way to really nail hype in all of his video games. Like, that moment, it felt like a movie. It felt like peak entertainment where you're on the edge of your seat and you're like, oh man, like, is he just going to die in this microwave? Because he, he totally could have done that. But the way it ended, yeah, all of those scenes were really, really special throughout Metal Gear Solid 4. Well, oh. I'm so, so excited that you finally got to experience oh. those games. Uh, and for everybody else, the videos are all live now. YouTube.com yep. slash Kind of Funny Plays. You can watch the experience from the beginning uh, of Mike and Barrett and Blessing and Kev and Tam. The whole crew playing through Metal Gear 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, I think that those are going to be some videos that I look back on for years to come. Just like skimming through, finding those moments. Because seeing you guys lose your mind at so many of the most iconic moments in video game history was so fun to see yep. oh man but moving on from that the game awards were last week they were a big deal they were a lot of fun we reacted to them live here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games youtube.com slash kind of funny games but we predicted all of the winners on this here kind of funny games cast a couple days before that and the results are in <sighs> final scores blessing 11 points Andy, 11 points. Oh, wow. Wow. Tim Geddes, 11 points. Oh, my <laughs> no God. Way. It was a, a perfect tie. No now, way. here's the thing. Barrett uh, wasn't officially playing on the show, but uh, he... He got negative five points. No, see, it gets, it gets complicated because <laughs> Barrett skipped a bunch of them. He only guessed 15, but he, he got seven right of the 15. So we're not going to even talk about Barrett in this, but... We skipped six categories. So we scored 24 out of 30. We skipped mm. best esports event, coach, team, athlete, content creator, and best VR slash AR. Good. I got them all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were only five categories that weren't guessed correctly by at least one of us, including game of the year. 
So yeah, none of us would have guessed it takes two. This, of course, is from no, CNN, the yeah. amazing best friend out there uh, that put this over on on Reddit. So thank you so much for doing that all the time. And yeah, we would have never got it takes two. What a crazy underdog moment there. Um, some bonus predictions here, for which uh, CNN did give Tip Kudos. of the Hat awards. Ah, nice. All right. Now I'm gonna read them all, and y'all could be the judge. And at the end of the day, I all don't right. care. I love these. I love these. Tip of the hats. Two go to blessing. I'll take it. Take them both. Cherish them. One goes to Andy. Oh, bullshit. Come on. And none uh, go to oh, me. Not, oh a my God. Wow. Not a single one. Not wow. a single one. Wow. Now, let me tell you what the bonus prediction tip of the hat points are for. Andy says, I'll beat the final Sekiro boss within two to three hours. <laughs> <laughs> he beat That's it in under one yeah, hour. Holy shit. Tries. Uh, so shout out to bonermonger.com. Was wait, you actually beat it in 12 tries? Yeah. I thought you were joking. No. What the no. fuck? You it must, dude, like uh, uh what's the name of the big fiery boss that you beat before that? Demon of Hatred. Demon of Hatred must have been like a training for that cuz like I was struggling so hard on that final boss fight. Dude, it's different shows for different folks cuz I had people in my comments being like, "Andy, you thought this guy was hard. Wait till you fight the final boss. Like you're fucked." And then some people were like, "Really? I thought the final boss was a lot easier." So going into the final boss, we do the Twitch predictions and Melissa with a Y and Tucker were like, Andy, you got this in less than 20. And I was like, y'all, no shot. Like it took me 200. It took me close to five hours for Demon of Hatred. No <laughs> fucking way. And they were like, Andy, you got this in less than 20. Trust me. So I told him to put the over under oh, at 35 and a half, uh, 34 and a half for the over under um, 12 attempts, baby. And Dude, also blessing because that has four phases to it yeah pretty and much one, and one of them blessing i jumped off the edge like really early in the fight i didn't know you could jump off the cliff and die mm -hmm. so like i did that a I, few times. basically 11 tries dude i didn't even know like, <laughs> yeah. check that one out so that got andy a tip of the hat there thank you appreciate that, <laughs> that. um andy says tens who's popular in tiktok and dating a content creator those were his reasons <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll days, win. yeah we'll win best esports athlete nope simple one crazy so, how, how mm. the fuck uh and then i said there will be something insomniac eg oh. ratchet dlc spider-man coming to pc new spider-man 2 trailer nope 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 wow. nope 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 kimbo nope. was wrong on ps i love you recorded on tuesday the 7th blessing said we'll see returnal dlc mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. blessing said we will not see Last of Us Factions. Okay. So he gets a right. point for that. I'll take yeah. that. Congratulations. Yeah. This is a safe no, was, bet. It feels like this <laughs> It's going to happen someday. One. We're going to see Last of Us Factions at some point. And it's, we won't uh, see the PS6. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 thanks. <laughs> and he also says uh, we will see more Horizon Forbidden West gameplay. Oh, We did, so. didn't we? We did. We yeah, did. So you, you go. got there. There's those are the two bonus points that you got right. Way to go, bless. Wait, I thought I thought uh, Andy got those two. Your, or Andy those got your tips of the hat. I got. Oh, he did get one. He beat the final Sekiro boss within two to three hours. <laughs> oh, but you got nothing for Horizon. <laughs> no, that was yours. No. Wait, oh, I said we'll see Horizon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you said it. Okay. Okay. I might have said Andy. Sorry, I meant bless. It's okay. Yeah. It's all good. Oh, so go. that's hilarious. So, that, so there you have it, folks. <laughs> I guess the winner's blessing because of that. And second up is Andy because he's really good at Sekiro. This uh, I, I stuck. <laughs> uh, well, kind of funny games daily post show on Wednesday the 8th. Barrett said there'll be a new Bioshock tease. The Rock will be there. And Breath of the Wild 2 will get an official title. None of that happened. Andy said something from Bloodborne or Jedi Fallen Order 2. 
those did not happen. Although we did get some Star Wars with Eclipse. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, And then Blessing said, we will see something about Bioshock. And we did not. Yeah. So that's crazy. That's still wild to me that we got nothing on that. so like after the game awards uh i actually did talk to jeff and i was like hey so what was the announcement that you said was two and a half years in the making and i forget what he said i was very drunk i was very drunk useless that was the worst story i have ever heard <laughs> on that kind of funny. Story, wow. you drink a lot you drink a lot during game awards that you, you know, gotta be kidding me like you're you're not joking you I no, want to knock that serious. I asked him that. I want to knock that nugget so in you your remember, face right you, now. You remember yeah, asking him that? I remember asking him. I don't remember Kevin. what he said because he Did was you? also like, "Oh yeah, it was like he like he was going through some games in his head. I forget which one he landed on. Hold on, let me look. Let me look at all the games announced and maybe if can I you, see it. Can you set a time code up right now uh, to to Roger? Yeah. We got it. We got to get this clipped out. I hate point. you. <laughs> oh my lord! Tim say that's one of the worst stories I've ever heard. Like that's such an interesting tidbit. Like I feel like having that knowledge would give us like a seed of something next year where it's like well last time you said this it actually was this mm-hmm. like we can predict yeah. something from that no no we just have drunk bless over here <laughs> tag tag jeff when you tweet it out and like maybe he'll respond no 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 here's the thing Bless. speaking of all this i want to talk about your adventures in la you went to mm-hmm. the game awards this is the first time we've sent somebody that wasn't greg miller down to the game awards to to rep kind of funny uh you did the damn thing you got to hang out with future class people you got to go see a tour of the new g4 studios i want to hear it all where do you want to start i i guess i can start with the the game awards since that's what happened first right like this was not only my first game awards but it was my first i guess physical event that i've been to as part of kind of funny like a big like outside of like a small preview event this is my first time going to something where there's like people and i'm like kind of repping the company in a really cool fun way uh and so with that like that alone was pretty wild in itself, but then actually going to Game Awards and actually meeting people and talking to people. I met multiple best friends, you know, which um, surprised me a little bit because the the Game Awards is very close this year. Like it was invite only. They're keeping the num- numbers down. But with that, out, I think that there was still quite a few people that were able to make it out because, you know, people have their own content. And so like people like Nano uh, does his own thing um, in terms of content creation. And so he was down there. I was able to meet him along with a few other people. Wait, nanobiologist? Uh, nanobiologist, yeah. He was at the Game Awards? He was at the Game Awards, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck! And I, he, like, Nano. introduced himself. Uh, he even introduced himself. He was like, hey, Blessing, what's up? And I was like, is that Nano? Like, I, if everybody has their masks on, so it's hard to, like, recognize yeah. people. Mm. But, like, I shook his hand or whatever, or, like, hugged him, and I was like, is that Nano? And, like, you know, he had to peace out real quick. But I was like, I'm pretty sure that was Nano. And then, sure That's enough, right. I saw him again later in the night, and I was like, oh, yeah, it is Nano. Holy cow. Um, he walks up on stage, presents an award. <laughs> Plus, he's like, I could have been Nano. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, oh, maybe it's not him. Uh, but, like, I, I, so I met him. I met a lot of people, like, a lot of people for the first time who, you know, like, I either know from online or listen to their content or like you know i just i've 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 either been a fan of or i read their writing there's so many names that people will be like oh yeah i'm this person i'm like holy shit i I can't believe you're this person and even uh, let me back up a bit even before the game awards i went to like a couple of like hangouts and mixers and so there was like an xbox mixer um that i went to with like paris and a lot of other folks it was my first time meeting paris which was absolutely That's wild. so crazy to think of yeah yeah Insane. first time meeting him in real life he is way taller than i thought he was going to be and he had a mustache which threw me off for some reason Fuck yeah he did he looked great. yeah, yeah. He, he, had, the plus, he had the mustache on our halo review and i was like keep that keep that yeah dude he's looking good he's i, looking I just great. love that you got to go to the game awards 
fresh off the 30 under 30. Like that must have been like you riding this damn high straight to this thing, man. It's it beautiful. The first thing somebody said to me, like when I uh, got to the Xbox Mixer, there was like a person that was like leading people in. Uh, and they're like, hey, like I'm 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 XYZ. Oh, you're blessing. Okay. Or no, I introduced myself. I was like, hey, I'm blessing uh from kind of funny. And I was like, hey, and she was like, hey, like, congrats on 30 under 30. And immediately I was like, oh my God. It's like I can't believe people actually like, you know, recognize me for a thing. Uh which felt you gotta really you should have started a ruckus at the airport and be like, you know who I am. <laughs> like the <laughs> ruckus <laughs> agent. I'm 30 under 30. <laughs> yeah, as, as soon as I lost my switch, I should have been like, Oh, do you know who I am? I'm gonna I'm gonna find you know, <laughs> Um But yeah, I went to the mixer, hung out with people. Well, again met paris for the first time met like sarah bond for the first time and quite a few so people cool. um uh phil spencer remembered me and like got me a, a drink which was super random and super That's awesome, awesome. Hell yeah. yeah um but that shit like from the and that was the first thing i did and that from the get-go like blew me away um and then right after that like right next door there was a different mixer uh for a different company i can't remember which company it is but it was a different company went to that one and i was hanging out with like lucy and tam uh, the whole time pretty much and as i was hanging out with lucy and tam there are a few people that we would recognize right and like uh, one of them was like oh yeah i think that's chris chris plant over there from polygon and i was like oh chris plant from like he's on the besties like i know chris plant maybe i should go say what's up to him and it's like right after i say that chris plant walks over and he's like hey you're blessing right and i'm like what the fuck is happening uh and he's like oh yeah kind of funny whatever whatever and i'm like oh dude chris plant i love you i love i love your work and i was able to say all that stuff so all that shit was wild Game Awards happens, and after after Game Awards, well, Game Awards itself was dope as fuck to actually see in real life. I think for me, how, did you, I how hard did you pop off for those Sonic yeah, trailers? Yeah. Like oh, not I only popped, the movie but the game. I, I by that point I was already a little bit tired because it was going on for a while, but I popped off real hard for uh, Persona at the very beginning because that was as soon as I walked in because that was toward the end of the pre-show, I believe. And, um, you know, I get there as the pre-show's ending, sit down, and I'm sitting next to, like, Andrea uh, and, like, Lauren and them. And, like, as soon as I sit down, Persona comes, Persona 4 comes on screen, and I start flipping out. And I'm sure, like, Andrea and them are like, what the fuck is going on with with Bless? But I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I see Persona 4, what is this? And it was Ultimax, which is still exciting for me because I, I, re I really want to play Ultimax on, on PS4. Um, but, yeah, like, the actual production itself was super cool to see in real life. I'm so used to watching it streaming. Um, and I've always thought that it was just made for streaming. I didn't know how the in real life experience would compare to the um, like watching or compared to watching it on a computer screen just because, you know, we're this is the way we've consumed it, right? Most people who are watching the Game Awards are watching it via Twitch or I've watched it on like Spike TV or whatever, where, wherever the Game Awards was a decade ago. And that's always how I've consumed it. Being in the audience, the the theater that it's in, super impressive, super cool. The, oh, yeah. Microsoft Theater. Yeah. Nice Microsoft so Theater. Dope off the chain um the production of it in person was off the chain the like the sound like there was so much like good sound you know what i mean like the bass like when everything hit it really hit in terms of how things sounded and then also in terms of the decor and like the the screen and how the screen would lift up to reveal the game awards orchestra and they would play shit and then the screen would come back down all that shit was mind-blowing in real life to the point where you know, afterwards, I was like, damn, that was a banger game awards. And I don't know if I loved it so much because of the content or because I was just here in person. I think it's probably half and half because I look back at the content. I really like the content as well. Right. Like I, I did pop off for Sonic Frontiers. I was into the 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 uh, movie trailer, the special guests, like seeing Ming No Wen and like um, uh, um, Simu Liu and uh, like Joseph Ferris win and give a speech and all that stuff was super cool to see in real life. And the show itself, I just really enjoyed. I thought it was a, a really fun, awesome time to be there. 
Um, but yeah, from there afterwards, hung out with people at like the like at um like after parties um, where people or after party like mixers. Not really a party party. It's more of like a hangout at a bar kind of thing. Talking to people, meeting so many people. Met Anthony Carboni in real life, which hell was really yeah, cool. Spider Boys, baby. Yeah, I met the Spider Boys in real life, uh, which is really fun. Um, and I met like so many people. I can't even list like list them all because I'd be here. But like that was really cool, really surreal, and like really humbling. Just because like again, I've I've been here for two years and I've not met anybody pretty much. Uh, and so like you know being able to be like hey like i read your stories on kfd or hey like i've seen you on this or i've listened to you or whatever was a really cool thing um the day after i visited g4 uh and that was through the homies uh rihanna and and uh, danny pena aka godfrey who people uh know right rihanna both rihanna and godfrey actually work at g4 and <clears throat> they were able to, to pull me into like give me the office slash studio tour because it's a new facility because g4 just launched um and it was that was also very surreal just in terms of when i walk in the first thing first things first is they have like a team dedicated to like covid testing um and so like i walk in and it's me lucy and tam still we walk in like we meet a guy he's like hey you know i'm gonna give you guys your covid test like i'm part of the covid testing team here at g4 and i was like they have a whole team dedicated to covid testing that's wild and that's really really awesome production um, is required too in uh, oh God. yeah well in anywhere but like a production of a certain size you have to do that gotcha and that made that and that makes a lot of sense because a lot of people come in and out um did that uh went through the offices the offices look really cool like they have in in the lobby area they have a gigantic nes controller that i have an, a picture of on my instagram if you scroll through my g4 pics and the the big ass controller is fully functional like if you hit like the a or the b buttons like all that shit works and you can actually play games with this gigantic ass nes controller uh, which is super dope um got to go around got to uh uh check out the studios and like the actual like I, I forget if it's studio a or studio b but one of them is a studio with like four different studio sets in it um and it's like where they have x play it's where they have attack of the show and a couple of other shows and i got to stand in and watch um them do x play live and it was like it was a it was a few people it was it was gerard uh the completionist interviewing uh some folks and it was also adam sessler interviewing um uh uh iron galaxy for the their brawl game the the battle royale game that they announced at the game awards uh and like watching that was really awesome like g4 just as a as a um as an outlet and like as a you know pro production seems like they've really figured out like what the vision and voice of g4 is over the years like since they went away for a long time and even like og g4 i was a fan of but i wouldn't describe like you know original g4 is like you know modern buttoned up like games journalism slash games media like they were they existed in like 2008 and shit right and like i feel like the voice they had then was very i don't know like not juvenile but also not like super mature and buttoned up in a way where watching them now and actually visiting the sets and meeting people i'm like man you guys are you guys you guys have this figured out like in the way that the hosts are diverse right like you got uh, not only do you have Adam Sessler, not only do you have Gerard, you have uh, the Black Hokage, you have um, Ify, you have Fiona, you have like such a good, um, like such Austin. a good Austin Creed, right? Like oh, you have such boy. a good group of hosts there. And the content, even though it is month two of G4, the new launch of G4, the content seems like it's really good and really thoughtful and really buttoned up in a way that 
is really impressive, especially in the way that they're adapting to streaming, right? Because I think the way they do it is that all their stuff they're streaming to Twitch, and then the actual stuff that premieres on television is are the edited down, ver- edited down, polished versions of that. Uh, and so I kind of got to like hang out, see them record that in real time, and then like meet um, some of the hosts there. And like again, it was super awesome. Like I can't say enough good things about my my time at G Four. Damn, they hired awesome before we could. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers, Wild. man. <laughs> damn it. I'm so jealous of you, man. I can't wait to see that facility one day in real life. And honestly, the Game Awards, like that's something that I don't think I'm ever actually going to see in real life. And that pains me really? to say. Yeah, just because I like reacting to it so much, you know? And oh, I, I like kind of. It was energy. Maybe, maybe, maybe you, it was because of the red first carpet. Back. You got to go to the Game Awards. You were stunting down on the red Thank carpet. You, you got to go to the Game Awards and do the same thing, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I just I I really do like reacting to content. I feel like the Game Awards is one of the most fun things to react to. So it's that the push and pull of like one thing I love versus another thing I love. But yeah, being there, man, I'm, I'm so happy you got to to go down there and experience that. I hope Andy and Mike, one day I hope we'll get you guys down there too. Because like, dude, good lord, it just seems like such a party. Honestly, I'm more jealous of you just being able to hang out with people yeah. and drink with all these people you're talking about. Like, it's, yeah. it's been too I mean, that long. was the better thing, honestly. Like, that was the better part of it. Like, being at the Game Awards was cool, but actually meeting people and, like, actually, like, ha- being able to feed off people's energy and, like, talk to people and, and, and shit and, like, not... Like, so the, I've interacted with, um like, Iffy and Fiona all the time on social media, and mm-hmm. I've done content with them, like, through, like, RTX or, like, Rooster Teeth, like, on-stream stuff, right? But because of work from home, it is... You know, we come in, we sit down, we join a Discord call, we do the, you know, hour-long show that we do, and then we say bye afterwards because there's not really an opportunity to pull aside mm-hmm. and hang out with people. Actually getting to hang out with people is, like, like it was like was awesome, just in the sense of what this has been in the last few years, people who I would have been able to chop it up with or hang out with and, and all that stuff. Yeah, like, Blessing basically went from, like, just no interaction, no, no like, in-person interaction in two years of working at Kind of Funny and your first sort of uh, exposure right. to it all is the Game Awards and checking out a studio like G4 and like seeing all that in action is always really, really neat. But that's it is wild to think about that this is your first time doing that because yeah, quarantine hit two months after you got hired. <laughs> so it's 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 really, really fucking cool. Yeah. And I and I, I also do feel the thing in terms of reacting as well, because during Sonic, I was like, man, I wish yeah. I wish I could be on content to talk about this Sonic thing because I have so many thoughts regarding Sonic Frontiers. And even like during like I by the end when they announced um, the Ark game, I forget what the full title is, but like I had so many thoughts. I was like, man, I really want to know what other people think about this thing right now because I'm in the audience and I have like I'm like, this looks cool. But what the fuck is this? Like, this looks different. Um, and I wish I could have been like around y'all to, to bounce off of and be like, oh, yeah, like. You know the the, sh- the mechanics look cool, but this world looks oh man! Like and have that you know reaction to it. It wasn't that fun, blast. It was fun. It, <laughs> it looked fun. I went into no, the I, VR world. It was a blast. Was <laughs> yeah, Mike was <laughs> Mike. Mike was in the metaverse. I ate pizza. It was great. <laughs> we had a great saw, time. Did Mike have on his, his turtleneck during? I think I saw. Oh it. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Of course, bro. Come on, yeah. we're the turtleneck boys. We're the T boys. You know the T boys. Mike went. Mike went through three wardrobe changes. I did start willing Metal Gear into existence. I didn't get a nod of the cap to that one. No. Unfortunately. I love it. I yeah. love it so much. I miss that. Uh, Mike, do you have any, any final questions for Bless about his experience? Yeah, Bless. I mean, I have a bunch. I, I want to focus more on the Game Awards itself, uh, talking to you about that. Of course, I don't know, Tim. We haven't done the pre-show in a couple of years, like reacting to that. But if you remember, you know, Sydney Goodman started doing the pre-show like 
red carpet walks. And that's what I want to ask Blessing first off, because you're coming hot off of a red carpet experience of like, what was that like, Bless? Did you see a lot of photos being taken? Were they doing interviews with people walking in the door? Or did it feel like, hey, we just went into the lobby, we started drinking, and then we sat in our seats? Did, yeah, does he sadly, still do that? Sadly, there wasn't really a red carpet experience at all. Yeah, oh. it, was straight, it was straight to the lobby, into the seats. And like the thing that kind of sucks a little bit about the, the theater is that they don't let you take drinks into the theater. And so like I didn't even have enough time because we got there a little late just in terms of like if you wanted to watch the pre-show like i got there the about like the time of it starting and so i didn't even have time to like get uh like buy drinks or whatever both before the show like i went into the show and was sitting there and i was like man i could be slightly less sober right now you know what i mean like i'd be I could, <laughs> if i had like a few sips or something you know but um yeah no there wasn't really an opportunity to take like red carpet photos at all mm -hmm. or like you know see the celebrities like walk in because again they're yeah. like ming to win and like all these all these folks there like laura bailey and all these folks folks were there there wasn't really that at all but there were the like again the after parties that people would end up taking mm -hmm. pictures together at anyway um but yeah like sadly i wish i wish they had that because yeah I, I i wanted that experience as well being inside the venue then as well of course we know we're coming hot off of covid we still have a lot of regulations and you could see everybody wearing masks kind of spread out as well. What did that feel like? Did it feel empty to you? Did it feel lifeless? Or did you feel like, oh, there is some energy here. People are clapping or getting excited. Or like when a music artist came on, did anybody stand up and start, you know, mm. jiving it all and dancing? Or did you just all sit down? It was, it, you could tell uh, that it was at a lower capacity. Um, like there are so many seats that were open. I think people were very, fairly well, like spread out and like they're, the amount of applause that I think you would expect for some big announcements just didn't get like it all, all felt like chill, like, you know, applause, almost like golf claps. Um, and like, you know, that is that kind of the name of the game, right? Like that's kind of how, how it has to be. And I'm good with it being that. Cause if it was a full ass theater where everybody's shoulder to shoulder, I would feel way more uncomfortable in there. There's um, a lot of canned laughter on our end plus. Was there yeah. really? Yeah, Wait, are you serious? Mm -hmm. No way. Was there, was there? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, there wasn't really like any you know anything like that, right? There wasn't any like even laughter. I don't remember people laughing at any moment. So there being Kate <laughs> laughter is really funny, actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Greg, very Greg kept calling it out, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Yeah, Greg <laughs> broke the immersion for us right? because at first I didn't I didn't catch Me it. All. I was like, "Oh man, people are clapping, they're having a fun time." And Greg was like, "Oh man, it really ruins the atmosphere when they're putting this in." It's like, "Damn it, Greg!" Like now I just lost it all. Like that doesn't feel right. Yeah, no, all the clapping like any at any moment where there was applause, it was very much like muted like golf <laughs> golf claps. I was like, "Oh." Yeah. oh yeah okay okay it was still cool. fun it was still fun when well you that's awesome i'll go for yeah, it Mike. one one final question when you yeah. left to the mixers afterwards right was like joseph ferris walking around shaking hands walking with the award did you see award winners did you see a tim schaefer in his school suit and we we're like yo bro great game on psychonauts too like what was those mixers like did you notice kind of the higher end people there there were some we were folks there around. and also some like a lot of folks that weren't there. Right. And I think okay. it's, it's part of it is like where you go. Like I was at the, the JW, which is like right next to the theater. And that's where a lot mm. of people go. So I was hanging out there. Not, not blessed. Ah, just, just so you know, what's up? welcome to the rest of your life. The JW <laughs> is, it's, it's the spot. Like that is, that's where you go. That is where the games mm. industry just knows. <laughs> like that's yeah. where you go to, to hang out after any of these events. But like that, that was a fun time. And I like, there were folks there like, you know, Phil, Phil was there. Uh, like Tim Schaefer was there. I didn't see Tim Schaefer, but I saw a guy that looked a lot like Tim Schaefer. And oh. as I was hanging out with some, I was hanging out with somebody else who's like a journalist in the industry. And uh, she saw uh, the dude walk up 
And I saw him and I was like, that looks a lot like Tim Schafer. But I don't think that's Tim Schafer. And then she says, oh, hey, Tim. And so I'm like, oh, that's probably Tim Schafer. And the dude, dude like, paused and was like, huh? And she's like, oh, Tim's, like, I'm this person. And she, he's like, I'm not Tim Schafer. And, and uh, I've never seen, I've never seen somebody uh, so tough. broken tough. up. Put her she on was, blast right now. Put her she on felt blast. So bad. I don't want to say her name, but she was so she felt so bad. Um, but it was also really funny in real time to see because I was about to make the same mistake. That was about to be. I was about to be like, "Hey, are you Tim Schaefer? Because you look just like him." That's um, so funny. But yeah, like have, a lot you, of, have you not met Tim Schaefer? No, I've not met Tim Schaefer. That is insane. That man is at our office at least once a year, and like it is not that's a small. Really weird. Like he's just always there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. That's really funny. But like, uh, it was yeah. within like my first two weeks of working. Yeah. <laughs> I also did. I also met like uh, like a a couple folks from from Naughty Dog who said that they listened to the podcast. And Amelia as they said that I was like, all right, how often do you laugh? At, like the shit that we predict about last was factions, all this stuff, and they're always like, "Oh no, it's all good." Like we we enjoy hearing the theories and all that stuff. So even like that, those moments where like th- those were dudes who I didn't know personally, I didn't know before that moment, but it was really cool actually meeting developers in real life and being like, "Oh shit!" Like you know, you listen to the content, I play your game. Like that's fucking wild that like we have that you know exchange in experience. Dude, no, that's awesome, and and honestly, that's kind of like how it goes. Like I, I remember uh, being at the JW Marriott and uh, running into to a, to a best friend that was uh, and still does work at Respawn, and this was before Jedi Fallen Order was officially out, and he was just like, "Tim, you're gonna love this game." Like I, I know that you, I, I watched your content. I know you didn't really love the the gameplay that they first showed. Like, trust me, like this game is awesome, and it's exactly what you've been talking about wanting, and. He was so fucking right. But it's just so cool to have these moments of connection with people that are making these things that we love so much. And the fact that they're all it's like the cycle where they're like, we listen to you all day while we're making these games. It's just so cool to put a face to a name, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My favorite was when somebody would say their like, say their name. And I'm like, I reference you on KFGD all the time. Like, I know. Yeah. Like, I know your work. You work (laughs) at the Verge or you work at like Axios. You work at this place. Like, I know who you are. Those are those were my favorite moments for sure, by far. Well, that is awesome. I hope that you have many, many more of those moments in your future. Bless when we hopefully get back to events. Hopefully E3 is a thing next year. Who knows where we'll be. But this is our final games cast of this year. Thank you all for rocking with us for another amazing year here on Kind of Funny Games. We appreciate you all. This is Andy's first full year on this show. So congratulations. You did it. You. you did it. It was an amazing, amazing showing from you. I can't wait to keep you on next year. We're not gonna switch up the games cast at all i don't i don't think uh going into it so this is this might be like uh i feel like we say uh, that every time and then january uh, happens. yeah you know what it's always january that the changes happen so you motherfuckers better not pull any fast ones <laughs> yeah, okay i miss mike you know <laughs> it was nice having uh you. mike thank you so much for joining us it's been yeah, great having you make some appearances on the show over the year as well and bless of course thank you for being such a great partner and killing it uh, hey tim hey tim yeah you did a great job this year, Tim. You did a great job. You're a great Thank leader you. for all of us. Um, I will you. ask, though, because I know the audience is wondering, because uh, not everybody kind of keeps up with us every year. When are Game of the Year predict, uh, uh, podcasts happening? That's a mm. great question. It'll be early 2022. Usually, we, we found that we like to kind of have the break to be able to play a couple more games and really kind of get that whole year in there. Um, so if you look at last year's um, early episodes of Gamescast, you can probably expect something similar 
next year. We'll probably do some Metacritic predictions. We'll probably uh, do some predictions of announcements throughout the year. Look back. What's our game of the year? All that stuff. Um, it's going to be a good time. Really excited. Always really love the first couple of games cast of the year. I feel like they're, they really set the tone and uh, cadence of what we're expecting uh, from the year. So stay tuned for that. Let us know in the comments below what your favorite episode of the kind of funny games cast was this year. We appreciate you very much. And if you are a patreon.com slash kind of funny game supporter, stay tuned for the final bless who of the year. Till next time. I love you. Goodbye.